Welcome to Experience Threading, the podcast, where we discuss human-centered, outcome-focused digital transformation. If you've ever wondered, how can we make it easier for people to get their work done? How can I move to the cloud and then stay in the cloud? What's the best way to handle risk in this work anywhere world? Then we invite you to listen in for the tools, techniques, and best practices you need to overcome these challenges. I'm Sarah Keeney at Threadfin. Joining me today is Diane Majors. Hey, Diane, thanks for joining. It's good to be with you today. I am the experience advisor at Threadfin, and I am super excited to talk a little bit about how digital transformation can actually take that next leap. Thanks, Diane. To get started, I want to just be really clear. When we're talking about digital transformation, in terms of today's conversation, digital transformation would be a process and a culture shift that uses technologies to create or modify business processes, culture, and experience to meet changing needs. Now, with successful digital transformations, there's clear definitions, there's clear targets for creating new value for the brand, for the customers, and the employees as a result of the transformation, correct? Yes. Yes. Good. That was so official. Yeah. I think any definition, I mean, if I ask 10 people the definition of digital transformation, they all tell me it's something different. But I think that's the power of digital transformation because it's using the technology in a different way to optimize the business to meet a certain need. And that certain need is customers or employees or the business. So when we think about why you're doing digital transformation, It always comes back to humans. And I think that's where people get a little lost sometimes in thinking about, well, we're doing digital, as I call it, for digital sake, right? We're going to digitize this, which is great. If it's something you can automate a form or you can bypass a bunch of manual steps, that's awesome. But when you think about why you're doing it and the benefit you're going to get out of it, I think that's what digital transformation is missing right now. The impact they're having to the business, not just from cost savings, but also from productivity, from generating revenue, responding to customers quicker, giving customers ability to do digital. I think companies kind of miss that. They're kind of doing the back-end work, but they're not really looking at the impact that it's having as, as broadly as they should. That is very well said because digital transformation should be done in order to have a positive impact on the humans that are involved, whether they're the customers or the employees. So with digital transformation, We're really marrying technology and the experience of humans, making sure we meet those needs. And then that has an incredible impact on an organization, really. That combination of those two things, digital kind of sits in the middle of those. It's how you use that technology. It's how you really bring what we're learning. I mean, with generative AI and with all the things that the metaverse and all the things that are going to be happening Remember when we were doing this all before and digital wasn't a thing, we had technology and we had humans and there was no way in between to really make that sync, make that relationship sync. And that's where digital came into play. And we said, oh, we can be more agile. This can be about the way that we work. It can really help us do things. So it was leveraging that, but you're going to see it go into hyperspeed pretty soon. And what I'm concerned about and what organizations should be thinking about is we don't want that technology or digital or the metaverse or the things that we're doing, even if it's innovative, 
to overshadow the human and overshadow what those needs and expectations are and what we're doing to really solve human problems, right? Not just problems like solving cancer. I mean, there's lots of things digital can be applied to and giving better care to patients, for example, but it can also solve a lot of other problems for how we get work done, how we work remotely. Think about how much we changed in working remotely. That was a culture shift. That was a digital shift. Those things that we have to do, that's what digital really means. It's being agile, but it's being very much about how we do it to care for that person working remote. What are they going to be doing? How do they feel connected to the organization? What tools do we give them? How do we bring them in? So I love talking about these examples of how digital has really made a difference and always keeping in mind that it, the purpose of it is, yes, the health of the brand, but it's also about the health of the person. And I don't mean physical health. I mean, the health of what we're doing. What I find now is a lot more people are talking about this return to humanity. We think about, okay, we think about digital and we think about all the things that it can do for us. And, you know, right. you think about it today, like you, things get so automated and it's all proactive. It's all taken care of for you. Well, mm-hmm. what does that do in freeing up people's times to create more poetry or solve world problems, you know, and have conversations and have deeper relationships? I look at it as, you know, it's a tool to help us really kind of cross over to that next, you know, era of humanity, if you want to say. I have these bigger dreams about where it can go and what it can do for us. But I think organizations right, right now are just like, are we doing it? Are we, did, did we do it right? Are we doing it right? And that's where the Threadfin and the experience in digital come together in my mind. That's why we're huge proponents of how to do this differently. Yeah, so we're saying, you know, digital technology combined with the human element can be incredibly powerful. I mean, we can have more poetry in the world. But when we're looking at digital technology, we're looking at experience, and the goal is digital transformation. What does that actually look like? What do leaders, whether they're in the digital space or in the experience space or just, you know, the CEO of an organization, what do they need to know about this? What do they need to be aware of? What do they need to start thinking about? I think when they've undertaken digital or they put somebody in in charge of digital or they're adopting digital, all those things we think about, anytime you're trying to, you're using the word transform, I think you have to define what that means. And we find a lot of organizations who haven't really looked at, they're transforming digital by using technology and solving new problems. But what they're not transforming is how the culture adopts the agility approach to, to digital. Digital is all about agility. Digital right. is also about the culture of getting people to think differently, to work differently, to break those paradigms that organizations have had for sometimes hundreds of years in many instances, and to really think about how they use that at, in, on purpose and being intentional about it, that they're considering everything that they do in the ecosystem of their mm-hmm. company, the customer, the supplier, the partner really the world in general. I mean, most organizations on the top of their charts is sustainability and giving back and global and and purpose, right? Those things can be enabled by digital as well. So I think sometimes when we hear the word digital transformation, they only think about how we're going to, you know, get the guts to work. And they forget that it's all about these other things that have to fall into place and change with this move to digital. Can you give me a couple of examples? Because I hear what you're saying. When I 
initially thought digital transformation when I was newer to this space. I thought, oh, it means we're going to take our old phone system and put in a new modern phone system and that transforms something digitally, right? But this is really different. This is a lot like looking at the end result that we're after and then working backwards to figure out how we choose and then implement and then train and and continue to iterate on the digital solutions that we've selected. Give me a couple of examples, if you could, to really help clarify what this looks like in the real world. Well, I love what you the way that you started because I think this an example would would be super helpful for people because they're like I don't really get where get get where you're headed. You're talking about all these really high level things, and yeah, we're really dealing with a lot of this change in the organization. Mm-hmm. I loved what you said about beginning and where you begin, because I think I always think of Simon Sinek when I'm thinking about digital transformation. It's why, why are you doing it? Like if you don't yeah. if you don't have an answer to that question. And you don't think about the multiple whys, the way you think about if we're going to do digital transformation, why are we doing it? Okay, we're doing it to improve the performance of our company. Well, why are we doing that? Because we want to generate more business. Well, why are we doing that? Because we know our product really helps people, product, service, app, whatever you want to say, really Mm -hmm. help improve customers' lives. Why do we want to do that? Because we know that's a sustainable growth that will really drive attraction to our brand. I mean, think about the Googles and the Apples of the world, right? They know if they create something that serves a need and an expectation that they're going to be uh, ahead of the game. And, mm-hmm. and the game, the game is really about how they thrive as an organization. So you think about those companies and not only do the companies thrive, but their people thrive typically. And so it's this why that you go back to and really start to understand what you're trying to accomplish and then begin to talk about how do we achieve that? It's not only about digital transformation, it's about understanding the culture and shifting the culture and helping the people in the organization see that digital, while sometimes seems like a threat, like you're taking Mm -hmm. my job, um, it's part of it, right? So, So I'll leave that at the premise. Because one of the examples is if you think about a care center, I have seen so many care centers go from taking calls that really are just addressing addressing the same issue over and over again, like they're answering the same question, customers are having the same problem, and they can't find the information they need. So a digital transformation comes in and says, we're going to identify the caller, we're going to have this data, we're going to proactively know Hey, for example, that maybe the service is going to be out for whatever we provide at a specific time. And we want to be proactive and notify the customer about that. Or shifting the knowledge base that a, that a care team uses to understand that, hey, we have this customer who just onboarded or just got this new product. How can we proactively reach out to them and, and feed them information in a way that's at the rhythm that they need, you know, the, and creating that content? So those things, when you think about it, aren't just technology. That's why digital came to, got birthed, right? Was that technology being implemented wasn't going to solve the problem. We had to add this human element to what does it allow us to do for the people that are in our organization, the people that are our customers of our brand. And once you figure that out, then the digital implementation becomes we now know what our purpose is and we can move the technology and the, the, the transformation toward that goal. And I think that when we think about experience threading, that's exactly what it is. It is starting with that human and what we're really trying to accomplish and then saying, how do we do that? 
what are all the ways that we can do that using technology and using the shift and using agile thinking to get there. Right, because in the example that you just gave, we could start with two very simple things we want to solve for. We've got people whose phone time is not being used as efficiently as it could be because they're answering the same thing over and over again. Those would be employees. And then you've got customers who need information um, and they need to get it quickly and concisely and accurately and in a timely fashion. And so from there, you're figuring out what do I need to do to solve for that? Now, I want to go back just a second because you had mentioned when you said why, you asked why like five different times and you kept going and kept going and kept going. Is there any kind of guideline around that? I've heard something about maybe you ask why five times and you get to the root of what you're after. What do you typically do? (laughs) I call it the two-year-old approach, right? That's what a kid does. I think, why, why? And by the time you get to it, you, you start to realize you've never really had to explain it before. Yeah. Like, you know, why do I have to tie my shoes, mommy? Well, you, know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you get to that point, though, where you really have to think about what's the right question we're trying to answer? What's the right solution we're trying to find? And so there is a technique called the five whys, and that's exactly okay. why it works, right? Why, how laddering? There's lots of, they're called insight techniques because it helps mm-hmm. you to get from why are we doing this? Why are we doing digital transformation? And then there can be multiple things that are flying into that. But if you don't understand that, how do you really define success? And I, and I feel like when digital transformation started, people were kind of doing digital for digital sake, like I said, like automating. Right? It was fun. It was cool. great. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> it's all great and fine. But now they've come back and said, well, we solved a lot of those problems. We kind of got the guts of our organization to really move. And we've done some things. When COVID hit, we had to move to different you know, structures. And so those people who were thinking about digital transformations and the why and the how and looking toward the future we're able to make those moves when everybody else kind of lagged behind. And I think we're going to see the same thing as we go into this probably down year, right? Nobody's anticipating a great year, but it's a down year. They think about what the new whys are. Why do we exist now? What can we do for our customers? What can we do for our employees? Why should we be making investments in certain things today and not others? I think it's this introspection that organizations are going to have and wisely spend where they're going to get the biggest impact. So going back. So you to, never stopped. No. So going you back to. stop asking why. No. And because you'll have multiple things you want to do. So today, if I were to ask a CEO, what are you doing going to do differently this year? And there's probably four or five things at the top of, of his head or her head. And you think about, well. That's a lot of things, but how do you know that's going to solve the problem? So you have to dig deep into that why of customers, employees, suppliers, a reason for the business to live, for example, and really get to the point where you understand what what, and why you're doing each piece before you start to enable it with digital. It's just a big gap for a lot of organizations. They, they see something and think, well, digitize that. And they don't stop and think about the fact that for example, if I'm calling in about my insurance policy, I want to talk to a person. I don't want to have, you can put the quotes up there all day long, but I want to talk to somebody who can guide me through buying insurance and how do I optimize that. So there comes a time when you have to start with that why in order for you to really build that experience the way that it should be, digital and human. When we're asking these whys, who needs to be in the room or 
on the phone call, when we're having that discussion, when leaders are having that discussion, getting to the whys, figuring out what it is that they need, who should be involved in that? I mean, do we want managers and above? Do we want, like, what roles do we want to have engaged in those discussions? What would best benefit an organization? Oh, if I could make a magic wand. Um, of course, imagine you could, okay? Yeah, exact world. And honestly, typically when we're talking about creating great experiences, which if you haven't heard it yet, I've already repeated it four or five times, you got to start with the experience because that's that's really what you're trying to design. That's that's the why. You're back to the back to the human, back to the person. But ideally, what I see organizations do, and I think this is going out of style, <laughs> where okay. the, the core team of C-suite will make up something and say, this is what we're going to do. This is our strategic plan. Great, wonderful. That's worked for a long time. But what they're not really uncovering is thinking about how do we bring customers in and ask, you know, and really understand what they're after. Yeah. How do we bring in employees from all levels of the organization? I mean, not everyone, I don't want to discount it at all, but that that really end-to-end -end and kind of top-to-bottom. So the right. best the best example of that is thinking through just shifting or creating a new product. You have right. to have a way to understand how the, why the customer is going to buy it and consume it and use it. You've got to think about the data that it's needed to do that. You've got to think about marketing and all the way down to care. You've got to think about suppliers and supply chain. And how can you not have everybody in the room when you're developing a product? Well, I think about the same thing when you think about a strategy. I know that the executives have the purview to be able to see things and they understand the way the organization operates. But many organizations now we see employees contributing to where the organization's going, getting ideas from what they see customers' needs and wants are. And really build the organization more from what's needed for the employees to serve the customer, right. what their viewpoint is, and the customer's input, rather than it being just thinking about, here's the goals for the organization, and here's what we think will get us there. So it's this yeah. merging of all those things together. So a broad range of people involved in the discussion is really going to be the best way to go about this and get to the true why and then start actually solving the potential problems or finding the potential things that could be improved and then moving into that digital transformation more deeply. And, you know, I, I have a, a friend up here who was worked in an innovation lab at one company, and he recently moved to a very static organization. And what he has defined and what we lovingly called design the business mm -hmm. What that means is you can use design thinking and thinking about the experiences and use the same technique. Like design starts with what are the needs and expectations? What do we think about that? How do we prototype things? How do we test them out? How do we be agile? How do we understand the impact that's happening on the business? You can just design a product or service, but why wouldn't you design the business at the same time and use the same principles? Asking the why, really doing uh -huh. the internally about what do all the employees think about our, the direction we're headed and how can we understand all the great ideas that they have and value what they're contributing to us. And then use that as a way to say, if that's where everybody thinks we need to go, how will we get there? Which is where design starts to do discovery and the conceptual and kind of going out and coming back with a few ideas. Mm -hmm. I think 
that's where we see a lot of organizations that that work really well and are trying to figure out that new path forward designing the business so it can be really broad and also really focused depending on the need and what the organization is trying to solve for and probably where they are in their maturity as a business i would imagine yes when you think about the maturity of a business if you ask executives what they want to be when they grow up you know, it's interesting to to learn. I would ask anybody who's listening to this to really think about your your executives, and if you are an executive, think about think about that why why you exist and what your goal looks like. What are you really trying to accomplish outside of the revenue and the cost savings? Like, what is your goal? Um, mm-hmm. And what is your goal for the organization? The way you want it to work. One of the things we find when people adopt experience as their lead, experience-led, customer-centric, whatever you want to call it, they begin to have a different perspective of how the organization should work, what they need to be doing, how they need to be delivering that, bringing more information in from customers and, and employees, because they understand if they don't build for what the needs are, they're not going to be around. We've seen a lot of, a right. lot of organizations leave. Yeah. Absolutely. When you look at everything from the experience lens, it gives you a whole different point of view. I I can tell you, I worked with an an organization and they were just phenomenal. They wanted to become experience led. So that was, that Mm -hmm. was mantra. We know that we need to take care of our customers or employees, but they didn't know how. You know, we have this goal in our head, but what are the tactics and what do you actually do differently? And they committed all of their leaders and they brought leaders like from all different levels. And they committed to come together. And one of the things that we did is we kind of mapped out, everybody's kind of heard of journey mapping by now, but we mapped out really the whole ecosystem. We did kind of Mm -hmm. customer journey, but we did workflows and processes and kind of end to end, top to bottom. And one of the things that they discovered was a lot of their issues by looking at it that way were coming from just the onboarding. Like their onboarding experience was not very good. And that, so they were seeing all these other issues that were coming about because they weren't onboarding the customer very well. And here they had been focusing all these efforts on these things when they really hadn't figured out the root cause of what was going on. You didn't tell the customers this, therefore they had a problem, therefore they called care and they badmouthed you on the, the internet, right? So right. It's this cascade of things. So Mature organizations really move forward. They look upstream, I call it, for those things, and they they explore all the things that are happening. Instead of focusing on 15 things, they're really honed in on those things that can really make change and really answer the why question in a lot of instances. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Diane. Enlightening and entertaining, as always. I appreciate it so much. Of course. My pleasure. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Experience Threading, the podcast. We invite you to leave a rating and a review on the platform you use to listen to this podcast. If you heard something that especially sparked your interest, contact us for a deeper conversation tailored to your needs. You can always find us at threadfin.com.